Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers. Chris Canty in for Key today. Morning, guys. Yo, what yo, up, baby? What's happening, man? Well, what a calm down, NBA. <laughs> Some action last <laughs> night. <laughs> Settle down. We're, we're, we're winding down the season here. Someone didn't get the memo. No, we're turning up the season. No, yeah, we're getting ready for the real season. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest, man. When 20 out of 30 teams are still playing postseason, call the play-in, playoff, whatever you want, 20 out of 30 teams, we know when the real season begins. It's about, and they're, gear, they're ramping up. Giannis blocks Embiid with 1.6 remaining to seal the game. Did he just win the MVP for Jokic? Because it's Giannis, it's Jokic and Embiid down the stretch. I mean, Bucks are second in the East. Sixers, they're tightly packed, fall to fourth. By the way, quiet is kept. Giannis, who's won two MVPs and a finals MVP, better PER for what that's worth than Embiid. Just got him head-to-head. Just got him at the last play of the game. I mean, like, that stuff leaves an impression in vo- MVP voters' minds. Paul George returns to the Clippers. They win 121-115 over the Jazz, but they were down by as many as 25, and PG-13 had 34, including 26 in the second half and 20 in the third quarter. That's a way you return. And, and, and look, the Lakers... Let me tell you something. I knew – I don't remember if it was the first two plays. It was two of the first couple of plays of the game. Yeah. Doncic, who's a wizard, I get it, but he – so to speak. But he had two uncontested layups that were just like – it was Swiss cheese defense from the Lakers where it was like, okay, I know how this goes. Westbrook winds up with 25, 8, and 6 assists but was part of L.A. being outscored – by 25 in the 32 minutes he was on the floor. He was a minus 25. And then had this exchange. It's time for Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. This exchange with a reporter post game. What do you think should change? Winning. Okay, that's obvious. What do you think should change? Winning. Winning games, playing hard. Mm-hmm. Ask, you asked a question, I gave you an answer. That's fine. You got to answer the winning? All right. You have the answer to winning? I'm not out there playing. Maybe I think I'm. You give me the answer to the future. <laughs> exactly. So, well, I don't have the answer. You know, right? Exactly. If so you don't have it, you out there, so I can't have it. So, if you ask me, do I have an answer? You don't have it either. Well, maybe. but I don't play, Russell. If you, I want to get the information from you so that I can I'm give it to one you person, champ. Right? It's a team okay. game. Right. So, I don't, I don't have an answer. Okay. I may have it. I but, don't have it. So good. But I'm asking the pros who know the game, play the game, yeah, yeah. what you guys, what you think you can do to make it. Your point, their point, everybody's point. That's what I'm asking. No, I respect that. Man, the thing I love about that, Jay, Chris, is, and this is hard for me because Westbrook's always been one of my favorite players. I never thought he's the best player. He still is one of my favorite players. Yeah, I said always been. Mm -hmm. But that's why it's hard for me because he gives everything. he, Whatever he has, he gives you. I appreciate that every single night. But, Jay, he sometimes does, especially post-game, this passive-aggressive flipping it on the media thing. And, and, and this dude's like, the reporter's like, uh, excuse me, we're going to turn this right back around. I'm not the pro, brother. Like, wh- what is it? Max, Y'all are losing. Man, have you ever been part of a losing culture? I have. It sucks. 
every day you're having meetings. Every day somebody's pointing the finger. Every day there's jockeying for position. Every day you're wondering who politically is going to edge somebody out. And then when you lose games and you have to be the person at the podium saying, hey, what are the answers? I don't have the damn answers. What the hell do we have a coaching staff for? What's up with Rob Planka? And I'm not making excuses for Russell Westbrook because I wouldn't point the fingers. I wouldn't be passive-aggressive towards media members. I wouldn't say, well, I'm already a champion in life because I know that people want me to answer about basketball. But I do want to put this thing into perspective for people. Russell Westbrook did average a triple-double for three consecutive seasons. (laughs) Three seasons! And I I know that it's going to be hard for people to to compartmentalize what's happening with the Lakers right now. But I also look at LeBron James. I look at Rob Palenka. Russell Westbrook is, to a degree, a poor man's version of LeBron. So what pieces are you surrounding these guys with? Once again, not making excuses, CC, for the lack of production that he's bringing to the table. But we need to stop putting all the onus, like, hey, Russell, every day it's your fart. Because right now, it's part of the Russell Westbrook reality TV show that L.A. we become infatuated with because it's drama. It's a car crash every day. But here's the thing, though, and I hear everything you're saying, Jay, but we it's not like we don't know that this is a poorly constructed ro- roster. It's not like we don't know that Rob Palenka didn't do a great job of putting together the pieces in order for this team to contend at a championship level and to take advantage of LeBron in the twilight of his career. The only thing that I'm asking Russell Westbrook to do is to have some awareness, understand that tone and tact matter mm-hmm. when you're delivering your post-game press conference address. The fact that you answer a question with a question in the fashion that he did it, there's no reason to be passive-aggressive against media members. They got a job to do. So when they ask you what's wrong or what needs to change, the, you give your honest assessment on what you think it is, or if you don't have the answer, say you don't have the answer, but don't turn it around on them and say, well, what do you think needs to change? Oh, I, that's not the way to go. I'm in the same, I'm in the same book with you, but this is who Russ has always been, though, CC. And that's fair, but you can do that when you're averaging a triple-double for three straight seasons. You can't do that when you're minus 25 and 32 minutes. That's the whole point. You have to be able to have some kind of accountability. And here's what I'll say, and this is media training one-on-one for professional athletes. If a media member asks you a question about what needs to change, and you say, I absolutely need to be better. Where does the conversation go? Nowhere. If you're Russell Westbrook, why not do that? We already know how accomplished you are in this league. You're an MVP. You don't have to remind us. Your credentials speak for themselves. All I'm saying is, Max, as a Lakers fan, that's not the tone that what I would you want. Feel, okay, that's I've, not the tone agreed. that I would want. Agreed. And by the way. The, the only star that I have playing that night on that uh, floor to take with the media. Agreed. And But as you're saying that, Chris, actually, you're having me think about it in a way I don't think you intend, but you tell me. And, Jay, if Westbrook knows what you said earlier, this is what I said yesterday, and I said it on, on this just in. Fantastic show, by the way, 2 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. Handsome host. Um, it's true. I don't know if you've seen this. Still doing the same plug over but, a year now. But the, but the point is that Westbrook is the reason LeBron brings him to L.A. is not because it fit the pieces fit with him and A.D., right? It's because he recognizes A.D. and me missed time. A.D. always and me nowadays, LeBron, right? We need someone to carry the team in our absence, not a buddy healed who can shoot, but a guy who can carry the team to keep us afloat. But here's the thing. The roster construction has so few shooters, so three, few 3 and D guys even, it's bad for LeBron. So if you take LeBron out and put LeBron light in, if it's bad for LeBron and he can't win with these dudes, Westbrook is set up to look as bad as possible. So when he ha- answers that question, Jay, is he supposed to say, 
man, look, I know I look terrible. And he's saying every day. Everyone knows they're losing every game. Is he supposed to say, y'all didn't put any shooters around me? What you want me to do? At a certain point, no. he feels framed, I'm sure. But no, but you, here's the thing, Max. When I, say, when I say you answer the question, I'm not saying that you absolutely have to tell the truth. I'm not saying that but, at but, all. But, but, CeCe, now you're asking my man to be a politician. So here's what, here's well, what I'm well, saying. In a leadership, but, but, in a but, leadership position, you have to do that Russell, at some point. But Russell Westbrook is not a leader like that. He's not a LeBron James. Russell Westbrook is a hired assassin. You know that, right? Yeah. Like, Russell Westbrook isn't, hey, something really incredible happens. Russ, get in front of the mic and please address the crowd. No. Russell's the dude that you have do the dirty work in the shadows. Like, that's who he is. So, like, my thing is, Russell has told us who he is his entire career. I'm not making excuses for him, CC. Mm. I would have handled things drastically different. But we act like we're so, supposed to change who dudes are. Yeah. Like, they're... You're not going to change who he is, man. This has always been who he no, is. No, I'm not saying we're going to change who he is, but as a Lakers fan and seeing how bad it was yesterday when they the Dallas Mavs led wire to wire and they, we were trailing by as many as 37 at one point in this game, this Lakers team is non-competitive. And the last thing I want to hear from the only superstar that was on the court last night for my it's team passive aggressive. is the way that he responded in the post-game well, press conference. And this is not the first but, time that we've heard that from beca- Russell this Westbrook. Be- this becomes a distraction. And he is self-inflicted. Yeah, I understand. This, is, this, this, but, but this we has also, been all season see, with Russ. We spend the whole time talking about this. You know what we're not doing? Talking about the game and all the non-adjustments that Frank, Jay, that Frank Jay, Jay, didn't Jay, make. Jay, what was there to talk about? How, That's how, my how, point. How many they adjust- had 82 points in the first half for the Dallas Mavericks. Jay, when are we going to focus on the Team. Jay, you're absolutely right. It was the most points given up by a Lakers team since the 1950s when they were the Minnesota Lakers. Guys, when it was 13-4, to 4, I put on winning time. I'm a Lakers fan, <laughs> and I suggest all You enjoyed Lakers- that yes. a lot more, oh Max. My you God. enjoyed that a lot First more, of all, I can promise the Perlman you. book was so enjoyable. It's just if you're a sports fan, it's the type of stuff you geek out on, even yeah. if you're not a Lakers fan. And the show is just like it. It's just it, – it's just – Every part of it's so juicy. You know, you love it. Anyway, Lakers fans, that's what I recommend. Next time they fall, you see. <laughs> I, I didn't know they were going to give up 82 in the first half, but I, Luka Doncic's uncontested lap, uncontested it's lap. Filthy. Winning time. Mm. Winning time. Better, All right. More like better times, right? Man? Better times. Oh <laughs> Straight talk wireless. No contract. No compromise. One NFL owner just absolutely owned his former quarterback. That's next. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stats types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app go to prizepicks.com morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 that's prizepicks.com morning code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 prize picks pick more pick less it's that easy passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. 
With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Ooh, is presented by Progressive Ooh, Insurance. <laughs> wow. I, it's all right. I'm not, listen. Well, Own it, man. You're here. You, Own you're it. Here. Here's, here's the thing. Getting old. Oh, getting older is terrible, right? It's beautiful. So I had two grandfathers, right? One's from the old country, as they say. And my one grandfather, who was getting older, was once teetering for a second. I had to catch him to help him catch his balance. He, he looked at me and he says, never get old, right? So I told my other grandfather what he said. Zeta, that's the grandfather in Yiddish. I said, Zeta, my grandpa told me, you know, never get old. He said, what, he wants you should die? Like, in other words, you, there's that beats the alternative, man. I'm not ashamed of being 48 or 78 or whatever you are, man. Beats the alternative. Max, that sounds good until you got to get up in the morning after you played 11 years in the National Football League. <laughs> well, every, that's true. Every, every that's called first class problems. Though, yeah, like with the owners. That's, that's your problem. I hear what you're saying, but, but, but <laughs> it, it still feels, hurts. It, it feels real bad. Hurt no, I'm with you. Exactly. It make it hurt less. <laughs> exactly. So Keyshawn J. Will and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. The voice you're hearing that's not Key is Chris Canty sitting in for Key today. So, guys... This is what Jim Ursay told The Athletic about Carson Wentz this offseason, right? Ready for this one? I wish Carson well. <laughs> Wait till you hear the rest of this, lies. Okay, ready for this? I think he has a chance to go into a different environment and play great in Washington. Uh-huh, you really believe that, Jim? He told The Athletic this at the owners' meeting on Tuesday, obviously. It's just for us, it was something we had to move away from as a franchise. It was very obvious. Now, listen to what he goes on to say, all right? You tell me if you believe he thinks he's going to do well in Washington, Carson Wentz. Jacksonville clearly wasn't an accident. Talking about Urban Meyer now, right? Mm, You search for the right chemistry with any team. Football is as important as any sport there is, meaning chemistry in football. I think it's probably more important. If that chemistry is off... It is, if it isn't there, it can be extremely detrimental and lower performance to agree that is stunning, you know, and shocking. We had to move away from him as a franchise. It was obvious. And here's the thing, guys. Frank Reich stuck his neck out for Carson Wentz. They traded a lot to go get him. And he was supposed to be the dude who believed in Wentz more than anyone else one year later after Wentz was top 10 in QBR, Right. But he saw how he folded down the stretch. And, Chris, there had to be other things going on for Frank Reich to be like, we're good. No, you're right, Max. And I think the part that you're reading about Jacksonville, you may be misinterpreting because you're taking that to mean Urban Meyer and that dumpster fire that was the Jags for the majority of the season. I think that's about the Colts' performance against the Jaguars. That's my Carson fault. You're Wentz right. You're had a right. 4.3 exactly. QBR and had multiple turnovers. Pardon me. You're absolutely right. Since I read that quote, I had it in my mind. Yeah, Urban Meyer, it was toxic. You need to, but 100% right. That's one of those, like, mit, like just, you know, how do you, brain Max, freeze how do you lose right. the Jacksonville in a win and end situation? All the Colts had to do was win that game. Yeah. All they had to do was win a home game against the Raiders. How do you lose both of those games? You bring Carson Wentz in because you think he's going to be an upgrade from Phillip Rivers in order to make the difference 
in those handful of plays, those handful of throws throughout the game in order to put your team in position to be in the playoffs. Jay, it's so interesting to me the way I interpreted that because it seems obvious. Like, what, are you an idiot, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe the answer is yes. But I, when I read that thing, my mind immediately goes to Wentz's influence on the locker room. And when I read the Jacksonville thing, I thought, ooh, bad locker room, bad situation. You got to get the toxicity out of there. Well, but in fact, <laughs> it shows up on the field in Jacksonville. Well, it is a bad influence in the locker room when you lose games the way he lost yeah. that game. Yeah. I mean, by the way, Jim Irsay told you what time it was, January 25th, with the late night tweet. Don't you guys remember that late night oh, tweet? Yeah, you I need do. a QB in offense who can score 30 or more to win in today's game. You can see that clearly when the final eight NFL playoff teams, you need a QB in offense. Like that, That's what every team had in the final eight of the, of the NFL playoffs. So for me, I, I never thought Carson Wentz was it. And I still, that, let's move the ball down the field. Now I look at Ron Rivera and I look at the commanders and I say, it, so was that by default? that you got Carson Wentz? Was he just a placeholder? Because there's a part of me that looks at Taylor Heineke, and I'm thinking, man, I kind of like what I see from Taylor Heineke more so than what I see from Carson Wentz. That's me personally. Now, I know Dan Orlovsky, others may argue that, but <laughs> I see the influence in how Taylor Heineke fights for it, and I see the way other people don't respond to Carson Wentz. Chris, that makes me worried about his leadership. I 100%, Jay, but I think I, I kind of like Heineke. He's athletic. Me too. You know? yeah, but He's a scrappy, fire to him. And scrappy, yeah. I think that what it comes down to, I've heard Rivera talk about this a little bit. He, when, when you really need something, right, you squint to see what you want to see, right? Like it's hard, the, the saying goes, it's hard to explain something to someone whose job depends on them not understanding it, right? Mm-hmm. And the reverse of that is, or a corollary at least, is like you, when you really need something, you can sometimes invent it for yourself. You can imagine that it's, that it's a mirage, right? But you think it's real. And I think when they sit down, a quarterback needy team starts to look at tape of Carson Wentz. You're not going to look at the worst moment he ever had. You're just going to review tape. And when you do, you see he's big, he's mobile, he has a big arm, he can make the throws, he can read a defense, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's how these teams, to me, are talking themselves into this guy. Because if you step back and see the big picture, sober, without the goggles on, how could you want him to be your quarterback? I, I don't know, Max. And here's the thing that I can't get past. When you see some of the gaffes from Carson Wentz, like some of the lowest of the lows throughout the course of the NFL season, I'm talking about that game against the Jacksonville Jaguars, but I'm also talking about that game against the Tennessee Titans when he has the, the, the turnover in the shadow of his own goal line in <laughs> overtime. He throws the pick to Kevin Bayard. Those types of things can't happen in order for your team to win at the highest levels. You got to remember, this team two years ago under Phillip Rivers, who was a quarterback that was mediocre at best, I think he finished 17th in QBR that season, they came a goal-to-go sequence away from beating the Buffalo Bills in Orchard Park in the playoffs. And now you add Carson Wentz. Phillip Rivers Wentz. passed away two years you before add, that you, game started. You <laughs> add Carson Wentz to this team, and all of a sudden you're talking about the same core guys not being able to get back into the dance. So you have to understand that part of it. And then you also look at – what happened with Carson Wentz a couple of years ago in Philly. Jay, I mean, listen, you're talking about a guy that led the NFL in interceptions and only played in 12 games. Mm-hmm. He only played in 12 games. He gave way to Jalen Hurts at the end of it because they realized, you know what, this dude ain't it. But beyond the lack of production on the field, and as bad as it looks at times with Carson Wentz, the grumblings, the reports about how he relates to his teammates in the locker room is something that can't ignore. And now you're going to parachute this dude into a situation where you know 
the Washington Commanders have some issues in that locker room. Look no further than what happened late in the season against the Dallas Cowboys when Deron Payne sucker punched Jonathan Allen on the sideline. Carson Wentz is supposed to go into that situation and lead those dudes? Give me Started a break. Started way before that. They were dead in the water when Nick Foles took over after the Super Bowl, brought him to the playoffs. They, don't, they weren't responding to Wentz. Wentz was even bad the half year before that, the second half when everyone's saying, oh, he's MVP, they're going to the playoffs. He was bad down the stretch. He was beating terrible teams and turning the ball over. They got lucky. What is our confidence that Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan can lead their new team to the playoffs? That's in 20 minutes. But coming up, one rules change that led to one of the great reunions of last week. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bought, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN, Radio Series XM Channel 80. Chris Canty in for Key today. And we have Oliver Marmol, Ali Marmol, St. Louis Cardinals manager with us right now. Skip, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. So when did you, like, something blew my mind uh, the other day, Okay. I used, to, I, I used to geek out like when EA Sports, you know, when they released Madden, but they'd released the baseball game, right? EA Sports. MVP 2005 baseball was the last one they released because you could put it in franchise mode and be a GM, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, Ollie, Skip, they, they had on, on – Adam Wainwright came, out, came up to the majors right around then. Yadier Molina and Albert Pujols. They were all on the same team by like 05, 06 – Skip, you got these three guys still in your first year as Cardinals manager on your team. It's a mind blower. When did you realize that Pujols was re-signing with the Cardinals or even that was a possibility? Man, we were uh, discussing it for the last uh, week or so, and it got got real the last few days. Um, But the possibility of that, we never closed that door. our front office was excited about it. Ownership was excited about it. Our staff, and uh, and the and the players. Um, this is a this is an awesome move, not only for the city of St. Louis, but for for all of baseball. Skip, I, I'm curious to hear from you on how you envision his role, right? Because how you manage expectations, I think, are very important for a player of his caliber. But also, how do you keep him on the field for 162 games as well? Yeah, we've had great discussions um, with everybody included. We, we've collaborated on what Albert's role looks like. <clears throat> and at the end of the day, he's coming here to help us win. And, and that's uh, him being able to contribute um, at, at a lot of different levels. When you think of Albert, this is a guy that, um, yes, he, he killed left-handed pitching uh, last year. Um, there's some matchups that are going to be really, really good for him as well. But 
what, what he's able to do in that clubhouse along with his skill set is absolutely unbelievable. And um, we're excited for, for both of those things, his ability to contribute and help us win a World Series, as well as uh, his ability to mentor um, the next group of guys that are coming through here uh, that are going to help us win for a long time. Talking with St. Louis managers Ali Marmol on KJM. And, Ali, one of the things that I, I'm envisioning is Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt and Tyler O'Neill and then Albert Pujols in that lineup as a designated hitter. And I just wanted to ask you, from your perspective, how do you anticipate the designated hitter being in the National League now impacting your team, your you know how you deploy your lineup, and then also the strategy that you're going to use throughout the season in terms of being able to manage all the moving parts? Absolutely. It's a, it's a big reason why we went out and got Corey Dickerson and, and why we got Albert to be able to, to use those two accordingly. Um, but when I look at 162 games, um, we're going to have the ability to use Nolan and get him off his feet, uh, but still have his bat in the lineup. We're going to be able to do the same thing with Goldie over at first and, and uh, let Albert play first and, and let Goldie get off his feet for a game or two and, and also uh, keep his bat in the lineup. We'll be able to rotate some guys in and out where um, it, it's a little bit of rest, um, but we still benefit from seeing uh, four at-bats from him. So uh, it, it'll, be, it'll be a rotation of guys that come through there, and we'll be smart about keeping all of our guys healthy for 162, but it's, uh, it, it adds a different element of strategy for sure. Oliver, you guys are part of one of the most die-hard baseball towns in this country. And I'm curious to hear from you what you think the impact of the lockout could be on the sport in general. Yeah, it was an interesting offseason. Um, There's points in the offseason where I had no idea if we were coming back this year. And, um, gosh, it's uh, it was great to finally get that phone call and, and realize that uh, – we're going to be able to sit down with the players face-to-face and start the game plan again and, and do the, the spring training thing and then head out to the season. Um, thankfully, they were able to figure it out in a way where uh, it didn't impact the games of the season. Um, so thankfully for the fans, for the sport, for, for the players, for everybody involved, um, it was able to get figured out um, before it got ugly. Skip, um, just want to get back to one thing. Is that is, is, do you see Dickerson and, and and Pujols as like a platoon DH situation? You mentioned Pujols hits the lefties, and you got a left-handed bat. That's that's why you you mentioned the DH. That's why you guys got Pujols and Dickerson. Uh, yeah, I see both of those guys being used uh, um, in the way you just described. I think there's opportunities depending on matchup for for us to veer from that. Um, so at the end of the day, both of those guys. <laughs> I mean, let's get serious here. I, I understand the the analytics behind everything, but there, these guys could still hit their own hand in this, right? Like Pujols could still take a righty deep, and Dickerson could take a great at bat against the lefty. So it'll be matchup, um, game to game. Um, but when I think of the DH spot, both of those guys will be able to to platoon and give us a, a really good at bat um, in order to win. Skip, tell us about what you're doing with versus and and the impact it's having on sports, please. Absolutely. Uh, my wife and I are, are super excited um, as to what our team at Versus is building. They've, uh, we, we basically wanted to build a, a tool for the next generation of athletes, their parents and coaches, to um, not only learn from some of the greatest minds out there, um, but to be able to have conversation and interact with them, right? If I, if I think of some of the most meaningful conversations I've had in my career that have propelled me forward, where I've left with more direction and confidence, 
it's the ones where I'm sitting across from someone that has already accomplished what I wanted to accomplish. And they're um, speaking into the things that I gave them success. They're walking me through some of their fears and doubts. And I, I've been able to sit there and in mid conversation, stop them and say, Hey, can you tell me more about that? Can you tell me about your fears? How'd you navigate that? Can you tell me about your biggest doubts and how you na navigated that? So this app mimics that um, perfectly where you can take an hour and a half course from Albert. You can take an hour and a half course from Jessica Mendoza, Jenny Finch, and at any point stop them and ask them up to 500 questions and get responses to it in real time. Ali Marmol, that's the new manager of your St. Louis Cardinals. Big responsibility. The Cardinals are every 15 years are like a game under 500, and otherwise they win about 90-something games a season. Youngest manager in Major League Baseball at 35. Good luck, Skip. Looking forward to watching your team this season. Good luck, Skip. Appreciate you guys. Thank you for having me. Talk soon. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average. Call or click today. Let's get back to the NFL. Take it away, Evan. Yeah, so these are quarterbacks' confidence the level that they will lead their new team to the playoffs in their first season. Chris Canty, Carson Wentz, 0-50 to the max, leading Ooh. the commanders to the playoffs this year. Man, y'all know the answer to this. It's zero. How can you have any confidence that Carson Wentz is going to lead the commanders to the playoffs, man? I just don't see it. As much as I love Ron Rivera and the culture that he's trying to establish – Carson Wentz has proven himself to be an absolute coach killer. I, I got Doug Peterson fired in Philadelphia. You got Frank Wright going into 2022 Frank on Wright, the hot I ain't going to be me. See you Frank, later. Frank Wright going into 2022 on the hot seat. Like, I, I just – I don't think this ends well for the Washington Commanders. It's certainly not going to end well for Ron Rivera. And I have a hard time believing that Carson Wentz is going to be a starter after the 2022 year. I'll say zero. Look, it's official. This show is a Carson Wentz hater show. If you're listening to it, just – well, it, it's okay. We all feel the same way about Carson. Wentz. What are you doing? Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, no, 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 no. Or you want to say being it's a realist, not whatever it it's is. It's not hater. No, because hater does imply that you're choosing to focus on the negative, that there's something good there, but you're ignoring that, that you're hating. I, I'm saying we acknowledge what Carson Wentz, he had a good bounce back season. It's what we're doing with Carson Wentz. I used to be considered a Carson Wentz hater, and it turned out I was just sober. But see, I, I don't call what happened last season a good bounce-back season. Agreed. Agreed <laughs> on that point. I don't call it that. He Agreed. played better football last year than he did in years. Let's What's put it that, that way. What's that have to say? All right, let's move it along. Zero. <laughs> My answer is zero, by the way, Evan, in case you're wondering. How about the guy replacing him in Indy? Matt Ryan, zero fifty to the max. He'll lead the, the Colts to the playoffs. Chris? Uh, I'm going to go to the max. Yes. It's, it's a low bar to clear. It's the AFC South. You're talking about a two-horse race between the Tennessee Titans and the Indianapolis Colts. And so I'm rolling with Matt Ryan. I think he's clearly a better quarterback at this stage in his career than Ryan Tannehill and what he's bringing to the table. And then when I think about the defense that the Colts have, playmakers on all three levels. Kenny Moore on the back end. You got Darius Leonard in the middle of it and then DeForest Buckner up front. And then, oh, by the way, they added some pass rush up front as well in Yannick Ngakwe. So I, I feel good about the direction that the Indianapolis Colts are going in. They just needed a quarterback to go ahead and bring it on home for their offense. They got that now in Matt Ryan. Yeah, I'll say to the max, but Man, you have to break down Ryan Tannehill to build Ryan Ta Ryan, Matt Ryan up, huh? That's interesting. Um, look, I, are there still some holes that they need to fill out from a wideout perspective? Sure. But I like the way Matt Ryan leads. 
Even the way Matt Ryan handled the situation in Atlanta, he handled it like a pro. I like those communication skills and everything I've been hearing about Carson Wentz and the way that locker room was, I'm interested to see how Matt Ryan can elevate, so I believe I in Matt Ryan. I am a 50. I, I don't think Matt Ryan at this point is better than Ryan Tannehill. He does certain <laughs> things He does certain things that you want to see from a quarterback more. You think of him as more of a pocket passer. I would take Tannehill over Ryan right now if I had to just talk about next season. Yes, I would. I don't think it's by a lot, but I would take Tannehill. I think he's become a little underrated because he had bad, bad playoff appearance. But look, the AFC, guys, the <laughs> AFC it's might Sometimes have, the fact that you can say things with a straight face, right, it, it really just over it. It bothers me. The, the, guys, the three, I don't the think that's controversial. at home in the playoffs? I don't think that's controversial. You say it, and you didn't look at it. I don't think that's controversial. What I just said, I don't think it's controversial. But anyway. Thinking is there are the, the AFC, there are legit four teams for the first time ever might come out of the same division. Look at the AFC West. I only think there's one winner coming out of the South. I think that's probably going to be Tennessee, maybe Indianapolis. You guys think a little more of Matt Ryan than I do at this point in his career. I think he's pretty Evan, good. I don't think he's Evan, as good as you guys do. I, mean, I, can't believe, I can't believe you just got glossed over the fact that we came up with a great wheel of fortune before and after Matt Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that's a we just mark it yeah. down that. Yeah, Max Saints. Yeah, I think Matt, Matt, I take Matt Ryan is not as good as Ryan. Ryan. Not anymore. No. And by the way, Which guys, Ryan, do you want? Yeah. That's <laughs> and by the way, guys, Matt Ryan at this point don't, in his please career, don't triple down. He got uh, he, he got traded for a third round help pick. Himself. And people, well, they could have gotten oh, better. Not much. What better. would you get for Ryan Tannehill? Well, I wouldn't trade for either one oh, today. I'd give up a, y- a YMCA membership. I, see, I <laughs> think Best I, Buy gift card. I think Ryan Tannehill, if he was on available in a trade, would get you more than Matt Ryan. Right. Oh, he led younger. the team to the number one seed without Derrick Henry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Listen, okay. if Tannehill didn't have he a bad playoff him. game, you, you'd be thinking of him very yes. differently. Thank you, okay. Max. He had one bad playoff game. That's what let's, leaves the taste in our mouth. Okay, Evan, let's see how that pans out next one year. One quarterback won an MVP, one didn't. Uh, yeah, but 100 uh, years ago, uh, dude. Uh, uh, that's why I said age. 100 years ago. You're only saying it because of age. I am president of the Matt Ryan fan club. Yeah. I love Matt Ryan, but I don't think saying Ryan Tannehill's a better quarterback is it's, that crazy of a take. It's not controversial. I think we play better, worse, the same, they're the same. Right. Can so we they're not, the same. Can we they're not, not better. Ryan no, 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 they're not hijacking the same. They're in the same tier. I'm going. They're in the same tier, and whether you prefer one or the other, now they're in the same tier. Yeah, I didn't. I don't. I never said. I never said. Oh, clearly Ryan Tannehill's better. Said I take him over Matt. You said I think Ryan Tannehill's better than Matt Ryan by a little bit. Same tier. He's also a lot younger. Yeah, Evan, Evan, please stop backing him. I'm just saying, one quarterback has been a passenger his entire career. The other one has been a force. Not recently. I'm just saying. Not recently, though. I'm not talking about Matt Ryan 10 years ago or five years ago. You win. I, of course. You win. He's sure, got the final word. He's right. Let's, he got the final let's word. move on. Let's <laughs> move on. You know, Chris mentioned guys who are passengers on teams. Let's go to another guy who's been a passenger on the team his whole life. Russell Wilson. Uh, you, are, you are the biggest Russell Wilson hater. You are such a Russell Wilson hater, Evan. That is a definition Russell of Russell Wilson was a passenger on their two Super Bowl teams. Let's just be honest. 0-50 uh, to the max that he can actually lead the Broncos to the playoffs. Chris. <laughs> oh, I got to go to the max. Absolutely. The Denver Broncos are going to be contending this year. This year. This, this year. year? Yeah, this year. In the AFC West, you're to the max. Ah. This year. Who's they gonna are, miss they the are West? going to compete with the Kansas City okay. Chiefs. Who's going who's gonna to miss the playoffs in the well, AFC West? Well, I mean, we can start with you, the L.A. Chargers. They ain't been in the playoffs since Justin Herbert's been the quarterback. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, gonna, not gonna, I'm not buying yeah, into I'm the Chargers. I'm backing char- off that the char- one. The Chargers yeah, have got to show me 
until I'm going to believe in that. And with okay, the Las show Vegas, you. Just with the Las Vegas, okay, we'll okay, find yeah, out. With tight. the Las Vegas Raiders, I'm going to take a wait-and-see approach. I like the addition of Devontae Adams. But with all the pieces that Denver has in place, a top-five defense, receiving core that to the max. could rival okay. everyone. Yeah, I'm to the max on it. I'm yeah. buying in. I'll go to the max. But, Max, we've talked about this. This could be the first time in NFL history that every team from the AFC West makes the playoffs. It's the AFC West. I'm hard-pressed to go over 50 for anyone because, as you said, when four teams can all legit make the playoffs from the same division, it's it's tough for me to go 100 on anyone. Even maybe the Chiefs. Well, I go 100 ah, on the Chiefs. Yeah, okay. okay, let's move it along. Exactly. All right, Mitch Trubisky, 0-50 to the max that he can lead the Steelers <laughs> to the playoffs in his first season. He's been to the playoffs twice in his four years as a starter. Go ahead, I'm, I'm going to say 50, but it has nothing to do with Mitch Trubisky, and it has everything to do with Mike, Mike Tomlin. Tomlin. Just because he's never been below 515 years as the head coach in Pittsburgh. I, I don't have a lot of confidence in Trubisky. I know a lot of people are saying that he's Ryan Tannehill light. I'm not buying into that. I'm also not buying into the fact that the Pittsburgh Steelers are done at the quarterback position this offseason because I do think they can be players early on in the NFL draft for a difference maker. So I'm going to go zero. Like, and Evan's jumping in my ear saying, ah, you're going to look stupid. I'm like, all right, I don't care. I'll look stupid then. I don't believe in Mitchell Trubisky. I do believe in Mike Tomlin. But I, I, I don't think with how loaded this conference is that they are going to make the playoffs this year. I know. I wish there was a 25 because I hear what you're saying, Jay. I'm going to go 50 because Tomlin is going to be competitive. So once you're in a 17-game schedule, you're 9-8. and Eight, you're right there, probably knocking on the playoff door. You get lucky in a couple games. Maybe you're 11, 10, 11 wins. So what happened I this gotta year? I got to go 50. I got to go 50 because the AFC West is there. The North the North is very competitive, but the West is also there. I think it'll be a wild card. Probably not, but I can't go zero, so I got to go 50. All right, I'm going to skip to Sean Watson. I want to get to this one. Trey Lance, not his first year with a new team, but first year as a full-time starter. Potentially 0-50 to the max, Chris, that Trey Lance, if he's the week one starter for the entire season for the 49ers, can lead them to the playoffs. I'm going to go to the max. I'm going to the max with Trey Lance. I believe in him. I've got conviction on him. And Kyle Shanahan says that he believes in him because he traded three first-round draft picks to move up to get him when he had a quarterback that took him to the Super Bowl. So I'm buying into Trey Lance, and it probably has more to do with his legs than his arm because we know that Shanahan has one of the most innovative run games in the National Football League. And then you add a quarterback that can be featured as a part of that run game. Good luck trying to defend that. Mm. So I'm going to the max. Trey Lance, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, that big, powerful offensive line, and then a top-flight defense. To I, the max. I'll go 50. Uh, I, I believe it's probably it's trending upwards to the max, but I'll go 50 just because I haven't seen it yet. Like, I need to see it more consistently. And what is Kyle Shanahan supposed to say? I mean, he's the one that invested so much in this guy. And I, look, I think he's talented. I just have to see it before I'm I I'm with Jay it. again because, like, it, it – it, but I'm on the other side of it. Like the last one, the Steelers, I can't go zero. So you're 75 so this, on it. So like, <laughs> this, like, this I'm going to go 50 just because last year three teams did make it out of the NFC West. Remember, yeah. and, and the only soft spot is Seattle. The, the Niners are the team that always get – who are the best teams in the NFC? People leave the Niners off. They're right there with all the best teams in the NFC. I'm going to go 50. All right. To the Max is brought to you by Toyota Tundra. Make a powerful statement every time you pull up in the pickup. That's five, changing the game. That's the all-new Tundra Toyota Let's go places. You guys mentioned Kyle Shannon, what he said about Trey Lance. Take a listen to the sound because there's something else he says about Jimmy G that's pretty interesting. Here you go. Mm. That's why we looked into trading Jimmy. I mean, because we obviously believe that Trey can be a starter and we're ready to do that. But if uh, we can't up upgrade our team in another way, we're not just going to 
get rid of a good quarterback because we have other quarterbacks on the roster. I mean, quarterbacks are really hard to come by. Some teams don't have any at all. And the fact that we have three that we're happy with, um, that is a good thing. Uh, you always want to upgrade your team. And usually only one guy can play. And we know we have some guy, all guys that are capable of starting, which Jimmy's done a great job for us. We brought Trey here to be that eventually. Um, and I think that'll be sooner than later. But um, when Jimmy gets his surgery and um, we can't upgrade our team by getting some good picks until surgery, until people feel good about that, I'm all right with that. I mean, we're not just getting rid of him to get rid of him. I mean, Jimmy's a good player that we all really like as a person and as a teammate. And we're going to wait to see whatever helps the Niners the most. How do you not want to play for Kyle Shanahan? I, I just love somebody being fully transparent and real about the situation. Yeah, Jimmy G, you're a great human being. You're a good player. Like the way you've handled this. You've been first class. You know, you, you've been responsible. But this is what we're investing in as it relates to our future. We would have moved you, but we're not getting the return value we think we can get for you. So until you get healthy, you're on our roster, and you can help us if we need you to. But if not, then we can move you when you're finally there. No, I love that, CC. It's real. You have to love that. And I would appreciate what Jimmy Garoppolo has done since they drafted Trey Lance because he didn't make it a contention situation when it could have been. He, he didn't decide that he was going to be standoffish when it came to trying to help Trey Lance develop in the quarterback room. And to the contrary, all we've heard is that it's been a positive relationship between the two. And that bodes well for Jimmy Garoppolo the next place he goes because other players – Guys in that locker room, guys around the National Football League, they know about that kind of stuff. And when you handle yourself like a pro's pro, you garner a level of respect that you otherwise wouldn't get. So just think about Jimmy Garoppolo as the antithesis of what we've seen from Baker Mayfield. That's a good place to be. But as far as San Francisco and Kyle Shanahan showing all of his confidence in Trey Lance, sneaky big pressure on Kyle Shanahan to be right on this decision. One thing I want to say, think about how Jimmy G didn't get to elevate with the Pats because of Tom Brady, right? It would have been easy for Jimmy G to be salty or spiteful having that experience, but now to still be a professional, say, come on, young fella, I'm going to build you up. This is yours. Like the That reason, says something about his character. The yep. reason you like what Shanahan did is that kind of honesty, that comes from uh, – uh, character strength, emotional strength. It's easy to say convenient things to people and not level with them when it's awkward, when it's difficult. When you have the strength and you have nothing to hide to just be straightforward and honest, it affects people. Mm -hmm. You know, you hear that in Shanahan, the way he's handling this situation. Niners are in a good situation. Like, who's going to be the quarterback? I don't know, two good options? Maybe you keep them both on the roster? Did a two-time MVP just block Joel Embiid from winning? His first MVP award, that's next. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn J. Willemax, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.